Today on The Real Guy Podcast, the Lunker Dog and Lamont Jones go head-to-head on their pick of the top 10 greatest Italians. Quality content like this only found on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening to The Real Guy Podcast. I got... Lamont Jones in the studio tonight. What's going on, Jeff? I want to know what the fuck Bosaka did to get you this fired up. Well, I saw on social media today that there's everybody's talking about who's more Italian between Dave Marciano of Wicked Tuna, George Pavaramo, the you know South Florida fishing legend, and Busaka, which got me to thinking, who are the top ten? Living Italians right now in 2020. Of all time. Of all time. Dude, this is like going to be the battle royal of Italians. Of who's more Italian. And it's, and it's a, that's, a big, that's, a, that's a big point there. Because there's different ways to express yourself as being an Italian. You can be like Busaka, Like the proud. Like as proud as you can be. Right. All the way down to like John Travolta, who sold right. out the Italians and became like Christian science or something. Right. And anywhere in between. Right. You have several factions, like the dominating faction in South Florida and in the East Coast of the United States is the New York Italian. And when I say New York Italian, that also encompasses New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. Because you just right. assume those guys are automatically. Um, New York, like they spend most of their time explaining that they're not from New York. Like guys from Philly, you see them, they've got the sweatsuits on and everything. And you're like, hey, uh, you know, you're from New York. And they're like, oh, no, I'm from Philly. Right. And they're offended. Right. And then you have the distinct subgroup is Boston Italians. They don't get confused for New York or Philly or Rhode Island. That's because Boston Italians got more class. Right. Like the Boston Italians, when the mafia went away. They were still all about like keeping things secret. Right. The friggin' New York Italians, they turned into like Hollywood. Right. Al Capone went to friggin' Chicago for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So who do you got? Who do you got? Number 10. Number 10, the winningest coach in NFL history, the Don Shula. Don Shula? Yep. Coming in at number 10 strong. As much as I love Don Shula, I'd hardly call that guy an Italian. What is he? He's Zenga. Don Shula Zenga? Yes. I'm not so he's sure about that. Dude, he's never come off to me like he's from the old country or something. <laughs> All right. Who do you got at number 10? Number 10, I'll go with... I'll go with Pavarotti. That's strong. That's Pavarotti, strong. right? Everybody knows yeah. Pavarotti. He's not exactly in the biggest, well, at least in America, not the biggest like so-called industry in the world. How come? How come America is the only one that's like like doesn't appreciate opera maybe what they should? Well, like everybody knows that Pavarotti is great, but they he gets the benefit of the doubt because nobody can name another tenor. That's like, a good point. You know, and here's a little side fact: I actually played tennis one time with Pavarotti. Did you really? Yeah. At the tennis club, they had a professional amateur or celebrity professional tennis tournament. 
and I was like on the waiting list, like a backup. Like if somebody didn't show, I got to go in because I was young. I was like 13, 14 years old. So it's right. double tennis. And they're like, Chip, you're in. And I ran out on court number one. They had bleachers and everything set up, and it was Pavarotti. Did you ever call my old man and play tennis with Pavarotti? Probably not. Dude. Just in case, like, you couldn't get any further up his totem pole. Right. His main you'd man. Have, right. You'd have told him that you played tennis with Pavarotti. He might not have threw you out of the house that time. Right. <laughs> and he might not have given you a pass. All right. Number nine. Michael Corleone himself, Al Pacino. All the big movies. Scarface. Hoo Al Pacino. He's Zingada too. Dude, you're just going to start striking guys out for being Zingada? All right. All right. If you're going to go that way, then I'm going with Fonzie. At number nine? At number nine. Arthur Fonzarelli? From Happy Days. I mean, they don't have to really be Italians. Then I'm going with Fonzie because he was cool. Hey. Hey, huh? And more New York Italians wanted to be like Fonzie than most Italians. <laughs> Even though he was Milwaukee Italian. I think he's Hollywood Jewish now. Henry Winkler, yeah. A big time <laughs> fly fisherman. He is, yeah. So anyway, Fonzie. You got Fonzie at number nine. Okay. So at eight, I'm going to go in with the um, the maestro, Liberace, the piano extraordinaire virtuoso. Liberace. Nice jewelry. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough one. Nice robes. Right. Nice hair, yeah. nice glasses, everything. First class did Barry, all the did way. Barry White, did Barry White rip off Liberace? A little bit. Well, I think a lot, maybe. Yeah. I mean, pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, you got Liberace. I'll go with Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett is strong. That's Tony Tony Bennett's strong. Um, anybody that can get that tanked and feel comfortable going on talk shows, he's got to be in your top ten. Right. You know what and I mean? That, and that's wine tanked. Yeah, that and also Tony Bennett was the guy that, like, he was the instigator. He was the one that got everybody else drunk, too. Right. Like, you weren't hanging out with Tony Bennett if you were going to have one. God bless him. He's 80-something years old. Still going. And didn't, still didn't, didn't, didn't the millennials get into Tony Bennett? They did. How did that go? Like, well, Busaka, that's different. But regular millennials get into Tony Bennett. Um, he did those duets. He did the album with Lady Gaga that was huge. Oh yeah, and that is like the recent one. Like in the last ten years, he did that one, and then he had another resurgence like twenty years ago, where the kids just found his standards. You know those um, saloon songs, where it's just like him and a piano, and it's just it's timeless. It's classic. It is it is timeless. Tony Bennett. Yep, good one. All right, number seven, Vincennes himself, Vinny Testaverde. Heisman winner, number one pick. Vinny Testaverde? Yep. 
as much as I love Vinny Testaverde, I mean, like, you got him pretty high up there on the list. Dude, for, he won the Heisman, and he was a number one overall pick. All right, I'm going with Phil Esposito then. Oh, yeah, all right. Phil Esposito, Stanley Cup winner, friggin' everybody in Boston love him, especially the people in North End. Friggin' hockey icon. Esposito's good. And very Italian. Very Italian at six. Maybe this is a little low for me. I'm starting to feel guilty or whatever. But uh, I got Dino at number six, Dean Martin. Dean Martin at number six. Yep. I'm starting to th- have a little bit of remorse there. I think I should probably, he should be top five. I mean, not a huge mistake, but. And it's, it's hard. It's hard. Top five, it's hard. When you start, and because it's Italian, there's extra guilt involved. Right. So I'm going with Marciano then. Uh, Dave or Rocky? Both. Oh, a duel. Dave and Rocky Marciano at number five or well, six? I mean, if you are a Marciano, which they both are. And the millennials out there don't even under, don't even appreciate boxing, never mind Marciano. So I'll give them a little friggin' slack and let them pick either or. I mean, Wicked Tuna has been on for 10 consecutive seasons. Yeah, that's true. And he's the dominant um, character on there. But now I'm not going to put him in front of Rocky because you do know I graduated high school with Rocky's son, Rocky. Right. And, and Rocky Jr. lived in my place, in my complex. And so him being for Lauderdale, one of the greatest athletes other, and having a really cool son that graduated with me. Yeah. It's hard to keep him at number six, but I got he, – he could arguably be anywhere between six and one. He knocked out everybody. At number five, I have Marciano. Rocky. (laughs) All right, I'm going with Joe Montana. Joe Montana at number five? Yeah. Four rings, Notre Dame. That's pretty good. That's high up for him. And Joe Montana had class. And the reason I say that is because out of all the quarterbacks that ever played in the NFL, he could have went the Joe Namath route and just tried to get laid every week, but he didn't. He concentrated on the rings. He got the rings. And, and I hate to say this, but he kicked the shit out of Dallas. Yeah. So anyway, Joe Montana. Joe Montana at number five. Right. To me, that'd be that's a little high. Putting a uh... well, that's good. It's your list, you know. All I'm right, not, number I'm number four behind Montana. I got it right. Number four, I have Yogi Berra, New York Yankees. All those funny sayings, and I don't know. Somebody, one of the listeners, will chime in on social media. Does he have ten World Series rings? Yogi, as player and coach. Oh, wow. One of those baseball nerds, especially one of those New York Italians, would definitely reach out. What do you want them to reach out to you? They'll just hit you up on a... uh... Hit me up on on Instagram, monker underscore dog. 
if you got any feelings on that. All right, so you and Yogi Berra. I'm going, I'm going John Travolta. At number four. At number four. Wow. John Travolta. I mean, think about that. How many dudes in our generation grew up, welcome back, Carter. You wanted to be him, right? You go to school, you'd mimic him, you try to make the chicks laugh. It was big. Then Saturday Night Fever. Hey, hold on. Back up there. No, everybody called me the other guy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's how we became friends. You don't remember? We you know, stick up for you and everything. Back when, like, you were just thinking, like, how cool it would be doing it, being that one. But yeah, John Travolta, dude, all the kids wanted to be yeah. John Travolta. Then he did Grease. Right, with the leather jacket, the T Birds, and it just doesn't stop at Travolta. You can just go on and on and on and on and on for hours. His wife was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, John Travolta, I mean the Italians that wanna migrate over here now still think about being John Travolta. And All right. Number Busaka three. Still, what? What's this? Busaka still wants to be John Travolta. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> The walk and everything. What do you got? Number three. Number three. This guy is the the um, the renaissance of Italians. He reawakened uh, people's appreciation of Italians starting in the early '80s up until the late '90s, and that's Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yeah. You want to hear my Dan Marino story real quick? Go ahead. All right. So this is like, what year was Dan? Uh, a rookie here? 83. 83? 84. Yeah. Yeah, 83, 84, because made the all-conference team in 84. We went down to the Bahia Mar. The football club invited us down, all the people that, you know, made all-conference. So I go down there. I got my old man with me, Charlie Halfpenny, and myself, and we go down to Bahia Mar. We sit down at the big banquet and everything, and here comes Dan Marino as the keynote speaker. I'll give him a little bit of a slack because he was a rookie and everything. But when we got done with that dinner, my dad looked at me and Dr. Halfpenny looked at me and said that was the worst speaker that they'd ever heard in their entire life. <laughs> and what number do you got him at? Three. Dude, I had Sinatra at three. How the fuck do you get Dan Marino and Sinatra at three? Hey, the release. The release, the swag. He beat the Bears that night on Monday Night Football. A lot of great memories with that guy. The car commercials. Car commercials. <laughs> All the studio that's analysts working exactly for CBS. That's exactly my point. Car commercials. Sinatra All right, so who do you do have at three? Car commercial. I think anybody that does a car commercial should make the top three in anything but it's your pick it's your pick i mean i'll let the audience decide sinatra or, or marino i don't think they're gonna like you know i just think there's gonna be a landslide well i got sinatra at two i got sinatra at two i got sinatra at two as the second most important living italian 
in history? At two. At I two. got Vic Damone. How the heck did Vic Damone not number one or two? I have Vic Damone at number one. You got Vic Damone at number one? Yeah, he wasn't as popular as Sinatra because he's, he was more talented. He had the better voice. Does anybody know that? Yeah. yeah. People in their 80s. <laughs> That's what, does Busaka know that? Busaka probably doesn't listen to Vic Damone, but he should. You think Bissaka listened to Tony Bennett? Yeah. I don't know. The kid has such limited life experience. Like everything to him is like a new, it's like Christmas morning for him every day, like finding out stuff that <laughs> he hasn't experienced. That is true. And that's, that's the joy of having that kid around. Anyway, I spilled the beans. I got Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio at number one. Oh, the Clipper. That's a pretty good one. Well, first of all, I mean, the New York Italians, that would be the Italians from New York to Pennsylvania. That's a, like a huge group of Italians. Right. I mean, sheer numbers here. And every single one of them was absolutely infatuated in love with Joe DiMaggio. The baseball, they still talk about him all the time. Plus, his name sounds like mine, and he was good-looking. Married to Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> exactly my point. Everybody wanted a piece of Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. I got a Joe DiMaggio story. He not- notoriously doesn't do autographs, and he came to Mezzanote, and I did get him to sign. And I gave it to Joey, of course. I think I remember that. Yeah, he signed one of the valet tickets, and I surprised Joey with it. And I was like, there you go. And then here we are, you know, 25 years later, and he's number one on your list of living the top living Italians in history. A bunch of hospitals named after the dude? Yeah. Yeah. He's a great American, a great man. A great man. And my grandfather talked about Joe DiMaggio. And 10 generations from now, they'll be talking about Joe DiMaggio. Also, he, was, he, he broke all the international barriers. He broke broke all the international barriers. And back then, like sports were much more regionalized. Like guys from New York City ended up playing for the New York Yankees or the Brooklyn Dodgers. It's not like, oh, wow, there's a great kid, you know, out of New York City. And he goes to St. Louis. Like they kept it all in house. All those guys, all those New York guys played for those New York teams. And then there was the um, sad little bit of local history. Like Fort Lauderdale was the spring training home of the New York Yankees. Oh, you remember that when we were kids? That was like the, that was like the coolest thing when we were kids. Right. Yep. Half man was a bat boy for a few years. My, my little league coach was one of the field managers. Yeah. Pete- Remember Petrie? Yeah. Son yeah. graduated with you. Yep. And I got uh, all sorts of pictures with the Yankees. Brian Ball from Ron Guidry. Huh. Yeah, that was good shit when they were here in Fort Lauderdale. How the heck did we let that get away? They didn't want to um, fix that stadium that is now the soccer stadium. 
It only took him 30 years to fix it. Jeez. Right? 30, 35 years? Yep. I mean, it's like the way Fort Lauderdale used to be. The old timers can look back. The old guys listening to the podcast will know that, you know, the Yankees used to train here and would like stay at the Gold Ocean Mile Hotel or the Yankee Clipper and dudes were around town. We, um, cool dude. Is Namath Italian? He's got an Italian nose. He looks Italian and he's got Italian swagger. Mm, I'll count him. I'll count him. Well, this is it. Top 10 lists are never easy, but, um, I just got fired up thinking about Busaka, Marciano, and Pavaromo. Right. So that's it. There's our top tens to recap. I got number 10, Don Shula, the Don. I no one called him that. I had Fonzie for number 10. At nine, Al Pacino. I had Phil Esposito. Eight, Liberace, the maestro. I had Tony Bennett. Seven, Vinny Testaverde. Seven, I had, I think I'm getting mine mixed up. At seven, I had Marciano. Both Marcianos. Yeah, both Marcianos. Six, Dean Martin. Right. Six, I had Tony Bennett. Five, I have Rocky Marciano. Five, I had Montana. Four, Yogi Berra. Four, who the heck did I have for four? Travolta? I think I got mine mixed up. But yeah, Travolta. I had Yogi Berra. Three, Dan Marino. I'm, uh, I am right about that pick, too. I'm not going for it, I feel but very I'm going to argue again. All right, so um, who did I have? I had uh, John Travolta. Vic Damone was number two. Sinatra. No, Vic Damone. Right. Sinatra was number th- three. Vic Damone was number two, and number one was Joe DiMaggio. Right, and my top three were Marino, Sinatra, and Victimone at number one. I don't even know how you even get in on the argument. What do you mean? You're not Italian? I'm American. American is named after an Italian. All right, I'll roll with that. I'll roll with that. And why do you think the Italian thing is such like a, a, a topic? Like you couldn't do this with too many other nationalities well they had two thousand year long dynasties where they pretty much ran the whole planet so and the other thing too is half these people are dead it was supposed to be living people like i could have put caesar on there i used a wild card on chula and liberace and yogi berra and victimone and sinatra so a couple of wild cards well, dude, that had to been that had to been <clears throat> one of the better topics that wasn't about you know. So my living Italians are Marino, Testaverde, and Al Pacino. You know, there's a there's an Italian I want to talk about that um, we didn't put in any of these, and he's probably. One of the greatest Italians that ever walked the earth, and that's Gildo Bellini. Oh, for sure. The Marlin yeah. Fisherman. 
but I wanted this to appeal to like a whole lot of people. So I did. I like I had Jill Dobelini on the list, and then I'm like, wait a sec. I mean, how many people are in the consecutive World Marlin Championships? Right. You know, pretty small loop. So for my um, didn't make the list, but honorable mention, I'm going to go with Carlo Ponti, the film director who was married to Sophia Loren. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, since you're like all filming and art, artsy and stuff. It's hard leaving Fellini out of the list. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of crazy Italians that produced a lot of nutty stuff that got a lot of attention. I thought you'd go Tony Romo for sure, top five. <laughs> He's, you talk about Zingana. Dude, and he's Chicago? I mean, like, I got nothing against Chicago or whatever, but most of the Italians that, you know, ended up in Chicago, that's because friggin' they got kicked out of New York and Boston. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you're from that vintage, I mean, how do you think I'm going to put them in the top 10? And, dude, you never won a Super Bowl. Well, that's a lot of, um, there's a lot of factors that go into that. The ring, the ring thing, that's over. Like, people aren't counting rings no more. I'm still counting them. Because anybody that's like, oh, Eli Manning over Dan Marino, like, it just doesn't hold. And Manning's got two. That is true. That is true. And then I'd say up and coming, some some pretty uh, up and coming Italians would have to be the quarterback Garoppolo okay. for the 49ers. Um Lady Gaga. Very good. And he's kind of on the outs now. It would be hard to call him an up and comer when he's almost 60, but Scott Bayo who played Chachi. Scott Bayo, he does not make any list whatsoever. Up and coming, like outside the top 10, like up and coming my ass. He he lost momentum 20 years ago. 20? Dude, how old is that guy? He's like 60. Dude, Machio? What about, all right, you want to come up and coming? What about Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel would be top 10 up and coming. <laughs> Those Fast and Furious movies. He plays uh, Dom Toretto, a great, one of the greatest Italian race car drivers of all time. What about Iconelli? Does he get any consideration? Iconelli's in there. He's up and coming. He's nowhere at Sinatra or... DiMaggio or Vic Damone's level, but you know, he's there somewhere in between probably Chachi and <laughs> Testaverde. Well, I mean, I mean, you got to admit entertainers at this point have been so diminished. Right. Like nobody's got universal entertainment. anymore. No, it's you not know? like, like the mid seventies, 76, 77 really peaked for Italian popularity in the United States because Rocky was like number one in the box office and Saturday Night Fever at the same time was like number one at the box office. So you had like the competing, um, you know, Stallone, Travolta, the soundtracks. Then like you said, Travolta did Grease and then Rocky did the sequel. And then they made a movie. They made the movie together, Staying Alive, which was Travolta after Saturday Night Fever went to be like a Broadway dancer. It was directed by Stallone. 
So they're like, I think things really peaked. The Camaro was badass. You could buy Italian horns like at a lot of the you know popular convenience stores. The little stickers. How many times between New York and Pennsylvania had Camaros at that time? A lot. 30, 40%? Yeah. My brother had a Camaro at that time. Of course. Yeah. What did Glenn's brother have? Camaro. 67. A lot of Camaros. Uh, Those were good days. That's when being Italian was, it was different. Yeah, coming out of the late 70s into the early 80s, people were still roller skating a lot. So Saturday Night Fever held, still held you know, a lot of weight. The wasn't the old man in the sea, Santiago? Wasn't he Italian? He's Cuban. Straight Cuban, always from Cuba? Yeah. God, I'd like to claim him. I guess, yeah, I'd like to put him right on the Italian list, but hey. The only Italians that are in old folklore, stuff like that, there's Geppetto, who made Pinocchio. And then somehow they got mixed up with a whale, right? So you might be confusing that, Geppetto and Santiago. All right. There you go, folks. The top 10 greatest Italians of all time. Let us know on social media who we left out, or who your top 10 is. You can reach me. I'm Lamont Jones. I'm at Better Duck on Twitter. Right, and you can go to Lunker underscore dog on Instagram for Captain Jeff, or you can email me at jeff at lunkerdog.com. This is The Real Guy Podcast. Another episode in the books. Lamont Jones, thanks for being on the show tonight. Excellent content, in my opinion. Excellent content. Run that dog. Run that dog.